0: And how do you reconcile it, though, with the fact that, you know, business is about relationships and there is such a big aspect to, you know, having, you know, more connections, more collaboration can lead to more business, more opportunities. It's all part of it, right? It's it's part of the, it's all part of it.
1: Yeah, absolutely. And I totally agree with you on that. And that's where I kind of start to go like, oh, okay, like, yeah, I guess you do need it. Um, But I think there's a big difference between collaborating and, you know, what some people would refer to. And and I don't super love this word. I know a lot of other people don't like this word, but it's like a networking thing, right? Like you are meeting and connecting with other people and building relationships. And I don't think that that has to be based off from like promoting each other or being involved in each other's business or partnering or any of that like i think that there's a way to build those connections and those relationships and collaborate three two one hey friends it's nicole and kate your girls from across the globe sydney australia and puerto rico to be exact and we're so excited to be sharing this time with you
0: get ready for a candid convo with us nicole and kate Throughout this podcast, we'll be sharing our own experiences and thoughts in the hopes that you realize that one, you're not alone, and two, that open and honest convos can lead to awesome discoveries, shifts in perspectives, and energy to move ahead with confidence. Because that's what real friends
1: do. They provide love, support, and space for one another to share without judgment, speak without hesitation, and to learn from each other, even when we don't agree. And with that, let's dive in. Nicole, Kate, (laughs) we're back on the mic after a hot minute. Mm -hmm. How long has it been? At least two weeks, I would say, if not longer. Well, actually, ooh, last time we got on the mic and we were supposed to record an episode, we got so wrapped up in catching up that we were like, let's not record today.
0: (laughs) That's right. We were naughty. Yeah, well, we, we were ahead and we thought, you know what? You know, we're f- we have to catch up. It was super important for us to catch up. Yeah. And to uh,
1: add to that, the topic that we had on deck for that day, I remember both of us looking at it and like our hearts just weren't in that topic. So now you know that we only hit record on episodes that we are feeling very into. We are
0: bringing our authentic selves here. Yeah. <laughs> well, it is very great to see you. It is so great to see you, and this is a very special recording because what's just happened in the last, what, few days? I'm Mrs. Dumas. <laughs> <laughs> Our girl Kate got married. Yay. I think
1: even more, like over the last few days, I've used my husband a lot when I'm talking about John, and it's just like... Such a cool feeling. And like even hearing like people call me his wife, I'm like, Ooh, I'm married.
0: <laughs> <laughs> so I take it you feel different then.
1: I do. I do. And it's so funny because leading up to the wedding, you know, everybody would say like, I know you guys have been together for a long time, but it just feels different. And I'm like, yeah, okay. It feels different. Like, you know, you don't know until you experience it. And then I'm like, oh my gosh, now I totally know what they're talking about. <laughs> yeah. I'm like a little schoolgirl over here. So happy. We had the most incredible celebration and
0: oh, it was amazing. Amazing. Oh, and you looked so stunning. I can't wait Aww. for us to share photos. Yeah, I had, thank you so much. I was stalking so badly all your friends. I was like, someone's <laughs> going to post. So I'm just sitting there <laughs> waiting for somebody to post.
1: <laughs> well, I told you in l- a little bit of the pre-chat that, you know, I'm usually the one that's taking pictures and obviously I wasn't taking pictures. So I'm just kind of the same. I'm like waiting for pictures to come through. Um, so very excited. And my my photographer, it, it's it was a gentleman and his wife and they're expecting a child right now. So when they showed up for our pictures on Saturday afternoon, she was like, I was having contractions yesterday. And I was like, oh my gosh, don't tell me that. So happy for you but don't give birth right now.
0: <laughs> That's wild. Can you imagine? Oh gosh. No. no. I'm well. And she still hasn't I'm- delivered,
1: right? I'm so incredibly grateful that she was there, period. And yeah, I followed up the next day and I was like, do you guys have a baby girl in this world? <laughs> um, but he did post a few pictures on his Instagram today. So I'm definitely going to be sharing those over to our Instagram. And I've already shared them on my Instagram. And I'm so excited to see all the other pictures.
0: Oh, I am so excited too. Well, it's just gone 7 a.m. here in Sydney. So I haven't been on social yet, but I will be doing that soon as we get off this call because I'm dying yeah. to see those photos
1: good for you for just taking the social
0: out of the equation before 7am that's a good thing oh yeah gosh that's that's it took a bit of discipline in the beginning but um yeah it's something that I don't that I don't do in the morning because it's just a rabbit hole
1: yeah <laughs> oh it's so true it's like email stay yes. out stay out <laughs> Well, Nicole, speaking of partnerships, today we are going to be talking about partnering and delegating, not in a marriage sense necessarily. (laughs) Um, but this is a topic friends that Nicole and I have visited on many occasions. And of course, since we both work with our significant others and we run teams in this virtual world, um, in this virtual world that we call online entrepreneurship, <laughs> um, and we've had these scenarios and situations in our everyday lives too. So we thought it would be an awesome topic to discuss on the podcast. Uh, and I, I, think it's safe to say I'm not alone when it comes to partnering up on something or delegating something to someone else and immediately feeling or thinking things like, I can do this better. I could do this faster. I could do this like so much easier. It would be so much easier if I just did it myself. And I always try and catch myself in those moments because I know that's not the best way to think about it all the time. Maybe sometimes it is, but not all the time, right? Mm. Yeah. But it's not even just about that. I mean, sometimes they even think things like, I don't want to share this, or what if they're just trying to take advantage or do it for selfish reasons? And that's just because partnerships or offers to help just sometimes feel like a lot more work than they're worth. I don't mean to sound like harsh or mean in that way, but I find myself questioning a lot if I'm just having a bad attitude about the idea in general, or if I should do exactly what I want to do and trust
0: my gut and just say no (laughs) Mm. and you're very good at that that saying no when it's like you don't feel like this is the right thing to do or you don't want to do that but you are not alone it's so funny that just last night I caught up with a friend who runs a business with her partner they have a, a software company and she has this, she's actually going through this right now. It's just her and her partner who are running a very successful business. She has a little bit of a team, like of contractors who she outsources things like bookkeeping and um, a VA for some sort of, for a few admin tasks, but what they've been running the business for over eight years. And they've come to the point where they're thinking about hiring their first team member Mm -hmm. and, and this question came up of uh, you know is it worth it because to train somebody up to bring someone in and spend all that time what if they leave wh- you know they're going to they're going to need my time to train them and then even when they do the task or they start to you know do the work that they have that they need to do they're still going to be needing some you know hand holding and mm. i could just do it in a third of the time. That's, that's what she was saying, which I can totally resonate with. I could do it much faster. Is that am I going to get a return on this, you know, time that I'm spending? And so, yeah, this is definitely something. And she, so she came to me, you know, asking like, I know you, go, you guys have some, you know, quite a few contractors on board. What's that like? And we had this whole discussion on, uh, you have to understand that there's a trade-off, right? That yeah. then that they're not going to, the you know, maybe the person is not going to meet your expectations, but what's the trade-off you get? Yeah. Like you get time back. <laughs> you
1: get time back. Right. Yeah. And a lot of the times I feel like some of the tasks and, and things that I've delegated in business and in life too, because I think that so much of this is applicable to life, even if you're mm-hmm. not an entrepreneur, right? Yeah. Um, that... That return and exactly what you're talking about is so much more uh, valuable than you know something being done five or ten percent better and and not even in every case right because there are certain things that I've delegated where I'm like this person does such a better
0: job of this than me. <laughs> I think as founders you can get really or as business leaders you know depending on your business you you tend to think no one else can do it as well as I can uh, and that's just sometimes. And oftentimes, maybe not true. (laughs) Oftentimes, maybe not true.
1: (laughs) So do you have kind of like a rule of thumb on a percentage? Like if you have something where you're like, I'd be okay with this being done to like 80% of the level that I'm doing it, either because it's not like, you know, like, an email newsletter, right? Mm-hmm. That's important. You wanna communicate with your audience. You want that engagement. You want to let people know that you're there and stay top of mind and all of these things provide value. Like there are a lot of benefits in that, right? But like, do you have to be the one putting it into the CRM and pulling the email list and scheduling it and all this stuff? Like, no, you don't have to be, right? Exactly. Um, and so like, where do you, where do you draw the percentage where you're like, I'm okay with this being like 85% out of a hundred, because I know that it's going to save me two hours. Yeah.
0: Oh, I, I know it's hard to quantify, but I always say like 80%. Mm-hmm. I just accept like 80% is better than, you know, a hundred percent in the sense that, Yeah. I can do other things. I can focus mm-hmm. on other things and and you expect and understand that yes there's going to be questions, yes there'll be a bit of a back and forth, but you have the mindset that even in that toing and froing and coming back and you know maybe asking more questions, like I just accept that that's part of the 20% of it not being done.
1: <laughs> yeah. Yeah.
0: You know what I've actually
1: done on a lot of stuff where I had a really hard time letting it go, but then I let it go knowing that not if we're sticking to percentages here, not 100% of that task has to be off my plate. Like maybe someone else handle brings it to 80% completion and then I bring it to the next, you know, 20%. Um, and I think that that's kind of in certain situations, don't use it as a crutch, but understand that if there is something that you feel like you do want a hand in for whatever, any number of reasons, right? Everyone's business and life and, and personal and whatever is different. Um, so like one example of this is I know that my team is 100% capable of putting together our uh, recaps for our episodes. So we send out a newsletter every week that says like, hey, here's what was on the podcast this week, links to everything. Like we hope that you'll check it out, feature our sponsors. And so I have one of my team members do that, JM, and she's awesome. She is so close to all of our episodes and has a hand in getting those live and everything. So she's she's like in it. She's probably in it more than I am, to be honest. Um, and so she just sends me the draft and then I get to review the draft. So if there's anything I want to change, I just shoot it over jam. Let's update the subject line a little bit. Let's tweak this. But instead of that taking me, you know, an hour and a half or two hours, it takes me five minutes. And that's like such a huge win. So, you know, kind of considering that, like, if you delegate something, it doesn't always have to be like 100% off your plate.
0: And I've been, I agree with that. And I've been very much, aware of my own personality trait in that my high attention to detail perfectionism all of that can get in the way with accepting that that 20 percent of like a few mistakes here and there are mm-hmm. gonna happen how do you deal with those and I've so much more I'm, I'm so much more relaxed about letting a few things that aren't because i'm really hard on myself right yeah. if if there's a typo if i've left off a word in a subject line i did that recently by the way in our <laughs> newsletter i was so upset with myself oh. and then i thought it's okay it's fine <laughs> totally fine right. and then so i know that i would be hard on myself but you know a few years ago i would have been like oh this is just unacceptable and i would have just Probably dwelled on it much more than I than I do now, Mm -hmm. and 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 same goes for someone that I've delegated this to. It's okay if something like that happens. Yeah, we don't want that to happen all the time because that's just carelessness and that's you know not being not paying attention. But if it happens once, if it happens, you know maybe twice, it's okay.
1: Yeah, yeah. It's not well not to be like right, and not to be cliche, but like. Let's learn something from it. Next time we double check and we're good, like moving along. (laughs) And I feel like that delegating and getting that thing off your plate and the amount of I know we're going to be talking about stress in an upcoming episode. So, you know, being able to alleviate that stress, take it off your mind and not only is that freeing up your time, giving you more space, but it's also allowing for space for bigger ideas and for for you to be using your time on much more mission-critical things. (laughs) (laughs) So Nicole, we've talked plenty of delegating here, which is such a big topic. And again, I'm sure so many who are tuning in can relate to those feelings of like, no, that's mine. I don't want to give it away. (laughs) (laughs) Um, But we also brought up this topic and you and I were chatting about it because of the whole partnership aspect. You know, Sometimes you're delegating to a team member or delegating to a service provider. Um, But what happens when it comes to partnering? I mean, you and I both partner with our significant other, our husbands. Oh, <laughs> yes. <laughs> call yourself. Uh, yeah, I did. I did. And, you know, being on the same page and doing check-ins, and there's so many different ways, right, to make sure that you guys are, are ebbing and flowing together. Um, and I know that both of us have also dealt with partnerships outside of our relationships, you know, affiliate relationships, collaborations in business, um, you and I partnering together for this podcast (laughs) great example (laughs) yeah so what's kind of I, I mean we've we've let our feelings out about delegation and and letting go of things what are what are your thoughts on partnering
0: I love partnerships I think this is something that I naturally default to Because I'm a talker, I love to talk things out. So I'm big on like once we have an idea, once there's a partnership established, I love to get on the same page. I love to have those sync ups to make sure and and those check ins to make sure that everyone's still feeling good. Like that's just to me, I I kind of thrive in those situations. And I know we talked about this in an episode when we were talking about whether you know, we define ourselves as entrepreneurs and, you know, if we had to do this all again, what would we do? Would we start another mm-hmm. business? And my immediate, you know, feeling is that I, I would definitely look for someone to partner with and, and start something new and venture with someone, you know, a, a new idea. I, I just, that to me feels very natural, but that's the kind of person that I am. So I mm-hmm. I thrive and I feel like I thrive in these situations.
1: I feel like you're such a great like team leader. You're such a collaborator. Um... Yeah, you you are like the vision of teamwork,
0: <laughs> but I'm not. I don't see myself as a, that's very kind. Thank you. I don't know if I see myself as the lead necessarily because I'm. I feel in in a, in a team collaboration. I'm always making I'm always wanting to make sure everyone feels good. Everyone's on the same page. I want to regroup. I think that that,
1: yeah, I mean, I think that that is like a critical aspect of leadership, though, is making sure that everyone is. I mean, I'm just going to say in the right seat, because I think that that, you know, creates the vision of like everyone's doing what they're best at and everyone's happy with what they're doing and whatever they're doing is contributing to the greater good of whatever's being created and yeah, I just think that you are great at that. Actually, one example that I think of is when you invited me so graciously, I was so happy to do this, to be one of the judges at your team collaboration where you um, you broke your team up into different groups and you had a talent show. And like, it just shone through so incredibly well that like, your heart was there for like everyone to be happy and excited about what they were doing and to have fun with what they were doing. And that's just who you are.
0: Oh, I'd love to take credit for that. So, yes, Kate was a judge on Webinar Ninja's Got Talent, which was so our, <laughs> one, of the, one of the events that our team came up with. I have to say, we had a retreat planning committee, so they came up with all these awesome ideas. And I have to say, when they first came up with the the Got Talent, portion of the of the retreat I got nervous because I was like okay we have to definitely participate and I'm like I ain't got any talent so I don't know who's I'm sorry for the team is gonna be te- you know I'm gonna be, be a part of but um you know so I can't take credit for you know that idea and but when it did come up and we thought oh, okay we're gonna do this right we're gonna get external judges and you were perfect for it along with our friends Grant and Hazel um and i and yeah, it was just, it was a ton of fun. So I did. But yeah. like, that's a perfect example because <laughs> on the team that you were on,
1: you recognized that your greatest contribution was actually editing the video that you guys created.
0: Oh, I was and on a musical team. Yes, they were, they were all talented. They could play uh, an instrument, they could sing. And so we decided to do a music video and I was like, oh, I, I okay let me dust off my editing skills because this is all I can do. And, you know, one of the team members, Carl, who is our amazing sound creative for the podcast, uh, for the $100 NBA show, he can play guitar, he can sing, he can edit videos. And I said, well, I'll I'll, I'll take the editing off you, you know. (laughs) You you play the music and you come up with the music. Like they wrote music for – and I was like, oh, this is incredible. That was awesome. That was an awesome experience just to see – yeah, sorry. I'm just really getting carried away well, now, no, are I? <laughs> great. That's great. I just think that it is like a perfect example, though, of
1: like how you play such a huge role in your overall team collaboration with Omar your overall team collaboration with your guys's business team Um, I even like see it and hear it when you talk about familial things you know bring being close to your mom and spending time with your brother and even your friendships too I mean and this podcast I mean you and I have been friends for such a long time and then you come up with this incredible idea for us to be able to catch up every single week and spend so much time together even though we're on like opposite sides of the globe I mean I, mean, I honestly never would have thought of it myself. So, this is awesome.
0: <laughs> I love that you say that. Thank you. When you said family and you mentioned my brother, I think at times it can get a little bit too much uh, for other people <laughs> when I'm very in that, you know, let's talk about this, let's plan the next thing and let's talk because I'm such a talker. I like to talk things out and I like to yeah. get on the same page. And Sometimes I think I tend to be a bit repetitive. Mm.
1: Yeah. And people are like, slow down, Nicole, time out. I have the I have those people in my life too. I'm a big planner, so I love planning things too. And, and some people are just like, I'm not doing this right now. I'm like, all right, later.
0: <laughs> Step away. <laughs> but what about you? How? What are your thoughts on partnerships? Because you guys get a lot of opportunities and a lot of requests to to partner up on things.
1: Yeah, I mean, I guess that you've uh, you ha- you really have expanded my mind when it comes to partnerships because. I'm sure you can remember me on multiple occasions being like, I do not like partnerships. (laughs) But here I am saying this and I partner with John in the business. Um, We've partnered together on this podcast. We've done a lot of really great partnerships with sponsorships and affiliate relationships. Um, So, you know, I think that there's a time and a place for it. Uh, I've also had like not great experiences with partnerships. Mm. And so I think that sometimes that can kind of color your you know, mm-hmm. um, opinion of them. Uh, but of course nothing's perfect. You know, there's going to be good with the bad and
0: bad with the good. Um, so yeah, I mean, what have been some of those things where, cause I can relate to some partnerships where I think the other side is expecting X, Y, Z. I think there's a mismatch, a bit of expectations. Um, yeah. That can yeah,
1: I, I I have a really hard time reconciling that because I'm I'm like okay, this is a super generous offer. I'm very grateful for it. Um, you know, we've had a lot of people reach out and offered to give us. Um, I, I will use air quotes like mm-hmm. free services, mm-hmm. um, oh. and then at the end, they're like, okay, now to finish the project, let me send you a quote for like. or something crazy. And I'm like, it just kind of feels like a little bit of bait and switch type of thing. And Mm -hmm. that like, I don't like that. That's not how I function. That's not how I work. I would never offer services to someone and then expect them to pay me at the end, Um, you know, offer free services to someone. And then it's, it's different if you're offering like an upsell or something, right? Like we've all, Mm -hmm. we all do that in our businesses. That's what a funnel is. Like you offer something incredible for free and then if people want to take the next step Mm -hmm. with you. You offer them the next level at a paid price. Love that. Like that is great. Um, But I have had experiences, you know, where people literally say, let me do this for you. I'm not going to ask for anything in return. And then at the end, they're like, okay, how are you going to promote me? How are you going to talk about me on your podcast? How are you going to feature me on your website? Um, And it's like, of course I want to give back. I'm super grateful for Mm -hmm. these things, but I guess it just to me feels like a lot of the time that people offering me something really amazing for free, that's not going to take up any of my time ends up being like one of the most time consuming relationships that I'm a part of. And, and, so it's not free and easy and none of my time. It's the I opposite.
0: Think that is never, I don't know if, if um, I hear you because even just the having to consider and look at this offering and setting things up, all of that takes time. Mm-hmm. And it's almost like when people are, I get their hearts in the right place or I get that they're trying to promote something and they're doing what they have to do. It's a sales exercise. Um, It's a promotional exercise, whatever it is. Mm -hmm. I get that aspect of it, but I don't think that time factor is considered. And sometimes when you're like, I, I can't, I have to say no, one of the big reasons is I, I just can't spend all this time investigating, setting things up, yeah. integrating, getting on the, getting on a call. Like when you get a cold email and it's like, Oh, how about we get on a call? Let's have a chat. It's like, I don't know anything about this. And I can't mm-hmm. just give the, I know it sounds, it sounds really rude, but when your bandwidth is limited to demand or to expect that someone's just going to give you 30 minutes of their time, that's actually a lot of time. Yeah. 30 minutes, 45 minutes, whatever. That's a lot of time. If I have no information to just explore and investigate something, it, it mm-hmm. sounds – I think I used to have a lot of trouble saying, saying it that way a few years ago, but I think the more people request of your time, the more you feel like, wow, this is actually not possible. What I actually feel like naturally I want to do and say yes, mm-hmm. it actually doesn't – it's not feasible.
1: Right. Well, and I think a lot of the times, too, you know, I've been in scenarios where it's like, um, you know, this is going to be amazing. Let's do this. And then you enter into the partnership. But then it's like, well... Now all these decisions are suddenly being run by multiple people and it it almost like I I reached a point like where we had engaged in a couple of partnerships with people that we really, really liked and you know, it was a great idea and great products and all of these things. I'm not saying that anything was wrong with any of that, but then you get to a point where it kind of starts to take you away from what your vision for your business and your lifestyle Mm. is because You know, we were had started going down the path of a couple of partnerships where it's like all of a sudden, John and I can't just decide that we're going to be gone for two months and not be online because there was something requiring that we were and that we were available and that we were making big decisions and that we were a part of these team calls and, and this brainstorming and all of these other things. And so sometimes I just think that it's not really a fit for like what your... Business goals are to and and your lifestyle goals too. You know, partnering in in anything, even accepting and and we talked a lot about this in the um, in a recent episode on um, saying no. Uh, you know, that just published super recently, and how even that I would consider you dedicating your time, you accepting a responsibility to show up in a certain place in a certain time, whether it's planning a party or hosting something or or any of these things, you know, you are making a commitment to, you know, it goes back to the whole thing. Like if you say yes to one thing, you're saying no to everything else.
0: And how do you reconcile it though, with the fact that, you know, business is about relationships and there is such a big aspect to you know having you know more connections more collaboration can lead to more business more opportunities it's all part of it right it's it's part of the it's all part of it
1: Yeah, absolutely. And I totally agree with you on that. And that's where I kind of start to go like, oh, okay, like, yeah, I guess you do need it. Um, But I think there's a big difference between collaborating and you know what some people would refer to. And and I don't super love this word. I know a lot of other people don't like this word, but it's like a networking thing, right? Like you are meeting and connecting with other people and building relationships. And I don't think that that has to be based off from like promoting each other or being involved in each other's business or partnering or any of that. Like, I think that there's a way to build those connections and those relationships and collaborate and, and even throw ideas off from each other without ever asking for anything from the other party. And I actually think that in you know, most cases, that will always lead to a much more stronger relationship. Now, we have been incredibly lucky to have collaborations and, and partnerships and promotions and, and sponsorships and affiliate relationships that have... Have resulted in incredible things like our relationship with Thinkific. Thinkific mm-hmm. is such an amazing platform. We use it for all of our courses that we create, our online memberships. We absolutely love them and their team. I'm so happy to shout them from the rooftops because they do incredible work and because we use them and we love them. Yeah. Um, but, you know, not every not every partnership or sponsorship or affiliate relationship is like that. And so I guess that's when it goes back to, like you said, you know, some of those things can result in just like incredible things for Mm. both parties, Um, not only deepening and strengthening the relationship, but also doing really good things for their business and really good things for our business. Um, So, I mean, that's when you just have to sit down and I think recognize like what a perfect fit is for you Mm -hmm. and and not settle for anything less. Right. Because like we've been offered a lot of money to promote companies and products and services. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, I don't really believe in this and I don't use it and I don't want to use it. So, you know, you have to have to be straight up with yourself, I guess. What do you think?
0: No, I I love that. That's true for the sponsors that we accept for the hundred dollar MBA show and the ones that we don't, if it's not genuinely a fit if it's not genuinely something that makes sense for our audience or something that we you know want to endorse then we're not just going to accept it because of the financial you know Mm -hmm. reward for it it's just I get it in the beginning perhaps if you're starting out in you know in business you might perhaps you know partner up or or take on some
1: well yeah because I mean you have you have to figure it out at some point right like you Mm. have to experience what you don't want it to be sometimes to understand what you do want it to be so yeah I agree with that I mean I don't I don't think that there's a like fail-safe way to like never experience a bad partnership or collaboration Mm -hmm. like you experience it but the great thing about that is then you start to learn what you want it to look like yeah through knowing what you don't want it to look like and and sometimes unfortunately that's through less than ideal
0: experiences right and so for us with our collaboration and partnership i I feel like we've made it work really well like I'm super proud of the way um, you know we've we well, I, I, I will cut in right there because
1: I totally agree with you. And I think that a big part of that, if I were to attribute like that to the way that we have done this, I guess... Um, you know, and and you mentioned it too, when we were chatting about this topic of conversation, like what makes a good um, partnership or collaboration. And I think that it's constantly making sure that you're on the same page. And I think that we've done a really great job of that. You know, we have regular check-ins. We, we don't just hop on the mic and like randomly record conversations about like whatever topic comes to mind. You know, we really plan this out. Um, We, sometimes we have calls where it's not, about recording an episode at all it's just about how do you feel about the show mm-hmm. how do you feel about what we're doing on social media how do you feel about like the setup and i think that all of that is so critical to a great partnership is is that check in and you know making sure that you both are still feeling great about like where it's headed and and how you're doing things
0: too right and when there's decisions i you know if if there's ideas or um yeah, an, an idea on how to do something. I feel what I feel comfortable enough to to share it, knowing that this is not a you know a directive in any way. This is a total two way. Like, what do you think about this? And then I think there's always that opportunity to to say to say no to an idea, and it's okay because I think what's the most important thing is not that one idea wins or one idea, even even if you do feel strongly about it, it's more that we are continuously on the same page. Mm-hmm. And sometimes that might take, like I know in, in in our business, for example, with Omar and I, sometimes some discussions, some decisions take a little bit more um, time, more work, more uh, negotiation or more debate as to, mm-hmm. you know, to be able to, to, to get to the same, you know, to the same point, to be on the same page. That's fine. But that to me is the superseding place that I want to be at in all times in a partnership, like whether something that I feel like, Oh, this, this is a great idea. This is a direction, a direction that we should go in that takes second place to, or, you know, yeah, takes second place to, do we both feel great where we're we're at right now and where we're going and we're both on, on the same page i think that's one of the best like expressions we're on the same page on the same page
1: (laughs) well and i think so much of that too uh speaks to how well we know each other and i know Mm -hmm. that that's not always the case right sometimes you get pitched a partnership or a collaboration where you have no idea who the other person is or Mm -hmm. how they work or what their personality is and you know i think us knowing one another so well worked hugely and to our benefit Um, And just understanding and and knowing those like boundaries, I guess, you know, neither of us is going to be uncomfortable saying like, you know what, I'm just not really like feeling that or Mm -hmm. I kind of think it might be better if we did this way. And both of us are very open to that. And we're willing to pivot and, and make those decisions together. But, you know, I I've definitely been in partnerships with other people where I'm like, they are not gonna be happy if I tell them that I don't like this idea, but like I just don't. So oh. here we go. <laughs> wow. Yeah. That confrontation's you know, not easy. Yeah. But. and so and egos and mm. yeah. We could go on and on. <laughs> Well, Nicole, I could go on and on about this, but I would love to close us out today and perhaps we'll be revisiting similar topics. Maybe bringing it more into the home life in the future.
0: I I know we both have a
1: lot to say there. (laughs) Yes, yes, we do. Um, But as we close out today's chat on partnering and delegating, we hope that you friends have picked up a thing or two you can carry with you today and moving forward to give you that extra boost of confidence and support when you need it most.
0: And friends, if you enjoyed this conversation and you have a friend in mind who might also find this conversation helpful share it with them. Send them to canrelatepodcast.com or have them search Nicole and Kate Can Relate on their favorite podcast app.
1: Until next time.